Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here today with Maggie Engel, and we will discuss an angelic journey to the heart. But before we swing into that, I would like to introduce you to yourself, the heart aspect of you, the spiritual aspect of you. Um, I have many clients who come to me saying, well, if only I were gifted like, and fill in the blank, someone else, Deepak or Oprah or whoever the person is, then I would be able to get on with my mission. But the truth of the matter is we all came with superpowers. And so I created this quiz, superpower quiz, to give you some insight into what your particular giftedness is, because it's very easy to look at other people and go, oh, well, they are so obviously gifted and I'm not. And so this is your mirror to take a look into to see where your giftedness lies so you can begin to step into who you are, embrace who you are, and really apply the gifts that you brought with you to your journey here in this world. You can find that at superpowerquiz.us. It takes about two minutes to go through it and to receive your result. And so I look forward to hearing from you about your particular superpower. And that brings us back around to our guest today, Maggie Ann Engel is a transformational astrological angelic coach. She's a ceremonial facilitator, a death coach, author, mother, and sacred site retreat leader. She helps guide people to their hearts and to the deeper love of self by illuminating the unique beauty of their soul's divine blueprint and their soul's particular mission here on earth. This helps them cultivate compassion and understanding of themselves and the energies of their being and the cosmos, and it helps guide them in the creation of their own hearts, heaven on earth. This is incredibly supportive and healing work for those moving through massive transitions and up-leveling energies. She uses her sacred tools and innate intuitive skills and knowledge to help empower, guide, and lead her clients back to their hearts, pure love that they are in support of their sacred missions. Her strong connection with the angelic realms guides her service and intuition and greatly benefits her clients in their transformation and up-leveling processes. Welcome, Maggie. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Thank you, Sophia. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very, very grateful. Oh, my goodness. And I had so much fun on your show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that we decided we had to do it again only on my show. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm very excited to share you here with the listeners on Sovereign Self. So tell us a little bit, Maggie Engel, about where you started, because you did not start as this amazing retreat facilitator, death coach, and all of the other wonderfulness in your, in your bio. So how did you begin this journey? Well, you know, as a child, I always had this really strong draw to spirit. I um, I wasn't raised with any sort of uh, religion or guidance in that realm. So I I found my own way. I, I would go to church with friends and um, 
I would, I was really drawn to the sacred ceremonies and the rituals of church and um, like Holy Communion and things like that. So I would, um, I would go and I would spend time in the forest by myself. I spent a lot of time in the forest as a young child and I would, (laughs) yeah, I would bring, you know, I would bring a little, um, a little Bible with me and little tools and I would create my own ceremonies, my own versions of rituals. And that's how I started. Um, And over time, it just developed into um, this beautiful relationship with spirit and with mother earth. And, I find my connection with spirit is really um, amplified when I spend time out in nature and out in Mother Earth, and yeah. So that that's that's where it began. That was the okay. Beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes these paths are not straight or smooth. So how did that go as you like came into your teenage years and your young adult years, going through college and these sorts of uh, life? shifts <laughs> because they each bring their own special challenges. They do. They do. And I was, you know, I was really lucky. I was, I had beautiful supportive parents who wanted me to just be myself. And so they supported me in whatever I did and whatever I chose. So, um, you know, fast forward to college, I, um, I, I studied a lot, a lot of different things, but I was very fascinated with all the world religions. So I, I, I spent a lot of time studying different, um, different ways of connecting with spirit. I've always been incredibly fascinated with the human experience and how we all have this unique experience with that energy that is God. And um, it, it's it's something that that my heart loves to learn about and connect with. So I, I spent a lot of time studying that. I ended up becoming a nurse, though. Um, professionally, that's the role that I ended up taking. And um, it's it's really beautiful the service work of connecting with people through that. And and I ended up as a hospice nurse. That's currently I, I also fill a role as a hospice nurse. So that's kind of how I got into working with um, transformation and, and, and the experience of death and how that shapes our life here on earth. Yeah, that is wonderful. I should have run your soul contract before we came in here because I, I have a suspicion that you've got uh, 21 threes in there someplace. (laughs) Uh, Because 21 and three, three is about introspective wisdom and reflection and 21 is being able to stand in the tough stuff with people and i find people who carry 21 3 energy i am one of these people tend to be drawn to helping professions where you do stand in the tough stuff with people so hospice nursing cancer treatment these kinds of funeral directors (laughs) all of this sort of thing uh tends to be very attractive to those of us who have this 21-3 energy because we are the friends that don't evaporate when life goes sideways Mm -hmm. because we can handle it when you cry on our shoulders we we don't have to make you stop crying or or whatever right you you can be in your emotion with us and and it's all right yeah it's that beautiful ability to hold this space, like hold that, hold that field and hold that space of love, you know, and just be there in the, in the experience with people. I'm very grateful that that's a skill that I've, 
I, um, I don't know if I've developed it or I innately had it, but, um, and probably a little bit of both, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> because when you get really good at something, yeah, you have a natural predisposition to it, but you've probably also practiced and expanded on that skill quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I want to talk about how you kind of really stepped up your game further. But before we go there, I'd like to spend a minute because as a death coach, uh, I'm sure you have a fair amount of experience with people who are in the grieving process or about to begin that grieving process. Um, And I'd love to understand your insights about that process because we don't talk about it much in the Western world. It's kind of one of these things. It's like, okay, they died. Pull up your bootstraps and move on, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's not a lot of space given for that process. And if you're in it for any length of time, people have a tendency to tell you, well, you know, you've got, you've got to let go and you've got to move on. But I, I find, at least in my experience, it has its own rhythm and it has its own timing. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a, you know, I think that in our culture, we we have rejected a lot of grief. And, um, you know, I like to think of grief as one of the highest expressions of love. Mm. It's, it, you know, it it truly is the the feeling of, of not being able to continue to love someone in the same way that we have up until this moment in time when they when they passed on, or they've been taken us or what however the grief experience is showing up in our life, correct? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not linear, it's not linear. And I feel that with grief, it's so important that with, you know, any hard emotion, but especially the emotion and by hard, you know, quote unquote, anything that is more difficult for us to move through as a human yeah. being. And anything that's not kind of happy, we yeah. tend to think of as hard. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And grief is one of those that I feel it's so powerful when we can go in our hearts and we can just love that grief and love that grief and know that that grief is here for us. This experience is here for us and that it is that love that we continue to want to express. And if we give that love to ourselves as we're grieving and allow that grief to exist, however it shows up in whatever form and forever how long, you know, we're able to expand into that love even further. And I I find it to be such a rich thing. And I think anybody who's really been in a grieving process that they've allowed themselves the grace to grieve and to grieve how their heart really wants to for as long as their heart wants to, they they likely feel that expansion of love and um it's it's anytime we are moving through anything that is um again quote unquote challenging or difficult as an emotion to move through when we allow ourselves to love it and to be with it and to accept it and not try to change it 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 really does expand our being and allow us to love ourselves each other you know, and the world at a deeper and greater level. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful. 
Um, I guess one of the things I'd love to have you address, because <sighs> I, I love all of the the woke people that we have in the world now, and there's a lot of what do I want to say beautiful expressions of you know look at the look at the positive th- side of things, raise your vibration, all of this kind of stuff, which is fabulous. I'm not saying don't do any of that, but there are moments I think where it's okay. It's not going to halt your manifestation or or harsh your vibe necessarily to acknowledge what you're going through, because we are all here to have this human experience. And I guess what I'd like to understand from you is how do you how do you kind of balance or or work with the expression of the full range of emotions and still um, balance that with law of attraction and some of these other um, philosophies? Right. That's, I mean, I think that's one of those, um, you know, innate challenges of the human experience, right? We know that we have to keep our vibration high to attract it in this heaven on earth experience, you know, what our heart dreams and wishes of. But if we're rejecting parts of ourselves, those parts, so if we're having a difficult emotion, like grief or anger or sadness or depression, and we are ignoring that feeling and instead we're, we're 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 trying to maintain this high vibration this positive outlook we that that emotion goes somewhere in our body yes and it sends out a vibration to the universe that is discordant mm-hmm. it's it we have basically at that point we've rejected and not loved a part of ourselves and so now there's we we're sending out confusing signals to the universe. Mm-hmm. We're saying, I want this, I'm, I'm, you know, I am love and I'm I'm vibrating high, you know, I'm I'm drawing all that I want to myself. And at the same time, there's a part of us that's creating a vibration that's discordant because we've rejected a part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've not loved a part of ourselves. And so it's essential that we do our quote unquote work, that we sit with ourselves and we feel our feelings and we allow them to exist. And we take the time that it requires to love every bit of the human that we are, every bit of the humanness of this experience. And it is a balance, right? We don't want to wallow in these experiences but we need to be with them. I think that there's there's so much grace in allowing ourselves to just be with the feelings that feel uncomfortable and allow them to exist and love them, not just be with them, actually go into our hearts, find that feeling, experience that feeling. Is it a color? Is it is it coming from a place in your body? Yeah, does it have a shape or an edginess to it? Or yeah, exactly. Really identify what it is. I love that because it's part of the work that I do with people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get get to know it, and 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 love it. Love it. Know that it existed 
to serve you. It existed for you. It's not, it does not need to be rejected. It doesn't need to be changed. Allow it to be and allow, allow yourself to love it. And as you do that, that feeling, you know, it could be an instant and it could totally change or it could over time soften, you know, it depends on how deep these traumas in our body are. And, you know, it may be an experience where we have to continue to come up. You know, these things have to continue to come up for love, you know. Grief tends to, I know, come in waves. And one of the things I've discovered, having my own grief journey that I've kind of walked through, um, and I will be completely vulnerable here and say that it was around becoming a mother. I had many, many miscarriages uh, during my my fertile years, which are now behind me. Um, and, you know, there are times I would tell you, oh, I've, I have processed it all and I'm good. And then there are moments where it will still come up and catch me kind of unawares. And it's like, oh, look, there you are again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how that's how those experiences affect us and and they shape us. And when yeah. we can allow them to be and love them, it it really it doesn't we no longer are sending out this discordant vibration, right? Yeah. We're we're loving it. So we're allowing it to exist. So even though it still exists in our field and we still experience the uncomfortable feeling or the feeling that seems out of harmony with what we want to create, we're giving it love. So that's not stopping our manifestation. Ah, I love that. So we are already up on our first break. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. It's been such a good conversation. Everyone who's joined us here today, I would invite you as usual to grab your pen and grab your paper and spend a few moments around a curiosity, a question, and kind of close your eyes and feel into your body as you do this and ask the question, is there some part of myself that I have not yet fully embraced and acknowledged? And just capture whatever comes to you on your pen and paper and hang with us. We will be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained 
Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Maggie Angle. And before the break, we were discussing uh, grief and where that kind of fits into our our spiritual lives, especially as we're relating to manifesting things into our world and maintaining our vibration. And that was a beautiful explanation you gave us, Maggie, and I'm really appreciate all of the insight you shared there. That was fabulous. <laughs> so kind of returning to our original agenda, the next question I wanted to ask you was, how did you really begin to step into your spirituality as like the focus of your world and the focus of your work, as opposed to something that you really enjoyed doing on the side and that helped to inform your mon- more mundane uh, job choices? Well, you know, in 2016, I had an angelic encounter. I had my first angelic encounter. And um, I think that's really when I, that really started me on the path of of shifting my focus um, personally and professionally to being very much more spiritually oriented and um, really getting in touch with my own intuitive gifts and skills. I've been studying astrology since I was a teenager, but it's not anything that I'd ever thought about doing professionally. Yeah, um, yeah you know, it's, it's a pretty fun. steep learning curve too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is. It's so complex and so deep. And, you know, it was my fun side thing. You know, they always mm-hmm. say you should follow what you're passionate about. And I spent hours on astrology, but I, I was, I had have this practical side of me that, you know, was like, well, it's, it's not, it's not something that I could do professionally. Um, but when the angels came in, you know, it really opened my heart um, to myself. You know, I, they, they first came in in a healing um, and it, it truly blew my heart open in a way that I, I never experienced and um, I, I received such profound healing that day. And then the, you know, the following two years, I felt like the angels were working with me um, on an almost moment to moment basis, uh, mm-hmm. like helping me to awaken and to Be- open. Before we go too far down that road, yeah. take us on the journey through that first angelic interaction. What was it like? What were the circumstances? 
paint well, the picture, Maggie. <laughs> yes, it was it was very profound, actually. I had um when I was in high school, I had had a really deep trauma. I was um my first uh, sexual experience, I was raped. Oh and, my. Yeah. yeah. And I I did not know how to deal with that emotionally at that age. Un understandably, I don't think any of us know how to deal with that emotionally at any age. Yeah. Yeah. So I did what um, what some people do. I think maybe a lot of us is I, I just shoved those emotions very deep down in my being. I didn't tell very many people. There were very few people that I told. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't share it with anybody. I just went about my life like nothing had happened. Yeah, pretend it didn't happen and maybe it will be as though it didn't happen. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, then when I was in my early 20s, when I was at college, I ended up having, you know, a significant PTSD breakdown. Um, you know, I went through a lot of counseling, a lot of forgiveness work. Mm -hmm. I really got into meditation, guided meditation at that point, um, working with guided imagery to heal myself. You know, I, I did a ton of healing with um, acupuncturists and different healers. And, you know, I had gotten to the point by the time the angels came in in 2016, I kind of... Um, my I, my ego was kind of like, oh, I got this. This is this is. I, I got it all handled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's built. Yeah, not even an issue. Like I could, I I never triggered over anything around rape. You know, it was just it was something that I I was even interviewed um, by a newspaper. You know, about my experience when I was in my early twenties after I did all my healing, and you know, it, it was one of those things that I. Um, I, I felt shaped me, but I felt like I was quote unquote over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it 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 formed my experience somewhat, but it doesn't dictate the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this May day in 2016, it happened to be the um there's a like a three-day period that I'm not sure what day is the actual anniversary, but there's a three-day period in May that um, is around the anniversary of the experience. And it was 19 years to the day. And I had been working with this particular acupuncturist who also muscle tested for um, about, at this point, maybe 15 years. She knew me very well. I'd been wow. working with her since this, since I had my PTSD breakdown. Um, and she had since moved, but she would still, we would still contact and she'd still muscle test for me sometimes. Um, this May morning, I wake up and I get on Facebook and there's a picture of me and the man who had raped me together oh. on Facebook that yeah, I was there, tagged in. There's your trigger. <laughs> right? And I was, and it's, you know, it's sometime in that anniversary window. And, and that's one of the downsides of not telling a whole lot of people is they don't realize that they're fixing to trigger you by tagging you in this photo. Right. They didn't know, right? <laughs> but it was perfect as all things are because yes. I, I, I was like, wow, this is weird. You know, at this point, I knew spirit was telling me something because we're at the anniversary date, basically, and a picture of him and I show up. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. So then might get a text from my acupuncturist who now lives in Montana. And she says, um, I woke up this morning. I was doing prayer and meditation. And I muscle tested and spirit told me I have a message for you. 
Are you, do you want to hear it? And so we got on the phone. And I love that she asked. Yes. yes That's exactly. a beautiful thing. Just yes. because you've got the message doesn't mean the other person's ready to receive it yet. <laughs> of course. Of course. And she didn't even know what the message was. She waited till we were together to muscle test to get to the message. And, um, you know, we got on the phone not long after that. And basically the message was something really important is going to happen today. Just stay open you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I did, I ended up going on a walk with my then husband and we were, we were walking. I had a healing appointment that was scheduled the next week, a cranial sacral appointment and, um, with a therapist who I'd been working with for some time. And, um, during the walk, I got a phone call from my, my therapist saying that they needed to reschedule my our appointment was I available that afternoon? <laughs> like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so I said, of course. I rearranged. I was things. told to stay open, so let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So I I went in just very open and 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 willing and knowing that something was happening for me. And um, during this appointment, and this man's very powerful, by the way. He works with the angels. Um, very, very much in all of his work. And so I didn't know that at this time. I don't know that he knew it at this time. Yeah, either, well, actually. and I, I I felt him arrive when you, you talked about him. And he was like, Whoom, here yeah. it is. <laughs> here, yes. Here's the energy. <laughs> yeah, he's still a regular healer of mine. And, and I've actually, I've helped him to deepen his connection with the angels at this point. So it's really beautiful, our, our yeah. relationship. Oh, that is lovely. Mm-hmm. During the healing experience, though, I ended up going to that in-between space. And um, while I was there, there were two two men sitting beside the the bed that I was laying on, the table that I was laying on, and they um they just looked like regular men. Mm-hmm. And they were they were looking at each other. They were kind of they they had their chins on their hands, like they were pondering, they were thinking. Yeah, that thinker pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were looking back and forth at one another. And, you know, one was the primary one. The other one was the secondary one. And they looked at each other and they've like, well, we've got to help her. We've got, we've got no choice. And, and at that moment, um, something very strongly shifted in my sacral chakra. It was this sensation that I can't even really explain. It was one of the largest energetic shifts that I've ever felt and it just felt like something very big was being released from my body. My therapist felt it. It kind of drew me out of this in-between space. And it was it was just profound. And then at the same time, I heard my phone go off across the room because I hadn't turned it off and my text went off like like a moment later. And um, my it was beautiful. It ended up being my acupuncturist later when I checked it. She's like, it's done. So she <laughs> she felt it, too. She felt it too. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful confirmation, right? Yeah. yeah. And it took me, honestly, it took me over the next year to fully understand that that was Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. And it came in in this very beautiful synchronistic way where I experienced these angels in, in other locations and the knowingness would come in. Um and and I don't experience the angels the same anymore. It's very different the way that I experience them now versus the way that I experienced them then. E- explain a little bit about what it was previously. They looked like regular men when mm-hmm. when during this this first encounter, 
And now I experience them as light. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's an energy and it's a light. And um, so I, over the years, as my relationship was, has deepened with them and and as I have awoken um, to these different levels of awareness, um, it, I, I feel like the angels, they, they come in a way that makes us feel most safe in that moment. Yes, that's my experience as well. Mm -hmm. And they will show up in the way you can most easily accept them. I've Mm -hmm. run into a few uh, angels who've manifested over the years, and one of them (laughs) remarkably came dressed as a Walmart employee. Yes, yes. (laughs) But it clearly was not a Walmart employee because it was extremely helpful and it knew exactly what I was looking for, led me right to the thing, and then disappeared. Yes. (laughs) Did not walk Mm -hmm. away, just disappeared. And they they are so beautiful and so amazing, and they have such great senses of humor too. So, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they they are soothing, and it it's just they 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 are always showing up exactly as we need them in that moment. So, yeah that that was my very first experience that I'm that I'm aware of. You know, I'm sure that they've been weaving themselves in and throughout my life, my whole life. But that was my first awareness. And then after that experience, it just my heart opened so at such a level that i i I became almost a different person. And over the following years, the experiences with the angels just became more and more frequent and more and more mystical and and magical and um, profound. And And that is one of the things I've noticed when you really start to, what I want to say, accept that these things are there and available, whether it's your psychic gifts, whether it's your intuitive knowings, whether it is the little voice that sometimes talks in the back of your mind and says, oh, don't sign that or go do this, Um, that oftentimes we kind of poo-poo and ignore because, you know, we were trained into something else and I'm already six, you know, fifths of the way down this road. And Um, but I find the more that you acknowledge it and the more you interact with it and the more you begin to trust and rely on it, the more of it arrives more frequently and in bigger ways. Absolutely. That's my experience as well. And it's really beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the universe is affirming the experience. You know, we have more help than I think we can even begin to fathom as a human here on Mother Earth at this And time. we have been so trained to not accept help. Mm-hmm. As I recently wrote a blog post on the nine foundations of living a soul-led life. And one of them, that I believe is the ninth one, which is the unlearning. Mm-hmm. You don't get brownie points for doing it on your own. There, there, there's no extra credit because you suffered, you know, four decades trying to figure this out. Asking for help and getting there faster gets you that same result. <laughs> so ask. It's not cheating. No one's going to report you and it's nothing's going on your permanent record. <laughs> there are no black marks here. Ask. Just ask. Say, okay, what is the optimal choice here? Which way will I be most happy if I go down, right? I mean, why not? 
We'll end with the simplest of things too. I think sometimes we, we judge ourselves for, you know, my, um, a client that I worked with, like, like asking for, for help with like a home remodel, you know, I yeah. mean, like it seems simple, you know? Oh, well, and it's, it's super mundane, but you know what? <laughs> Ask, why not? Right. Yes. Yes. I, it, it doesn't matter how mundane it is. When this earth angel showed up at Walmart, I was looking for one of those little steamer baskets and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. And the other option was to buy like this $50 pan and I was broke as hell. So, I mean, buying the $50 pan and the great big steamer, it was just not going to happen. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? And boom, here's the earth angel. Come on around over this way. And it's right down there. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. And, and, yeah. and really, they want to help us with everything. It, it really is. It really is the, the beautiful thing about the angelic energy here on earth. It really is for us, and it's to help us from anything small, as minuscule as we can imagine, to the most profound things in our life. And they want to be with us and guide us and hold our hands and help us and wrap us in their grace and their love. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I just want to keep talking with you about all of this. <laughs> I agree. I could talk yeah. forever about the angels. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're so wonderful. Um, and I guess I just kind of want to second what you said, which is they will help you with anything. And honestly, as you're beginning to build this relationship with your angels, because it is a relationship, Ask for the small stuff. I mean, some of the earliest trust building stuff I did was asking at each intersection, should, is it optimal for me to go left or right? Mm -hmm. And ultimately I would get to the grocery store, but it would be by the securitous route and it will take me by, I don't know, somebody pulled over on the side of the road or a house fire or an accident or whatever it was. And I was never needed per se in terms of like, get out of your car and physically help. Uh, but I was needed there energetically. Absolutely. To bring blessings, to bring love, to bring the highest and best outcome for everybody who is involved in what is obviously a very trying moment. And, and they guide so, us in, in that yeah. way so much. Mm -hmm. So start small, stay open, and don't worry about arriving on time. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was the thing I had to release. <laughs> and speaking of releasing, I'm going to need to release us into break here in just a second because we're already up on the second break. Uh, if you joined us, if you, you have joined us here today because you're listening to us here today. I don't know why I want to say that. But since you have joined us here today, take your pen, take your paper and spend a few minutes uh, looking back on your life for moments when there may just have been an earth angel that showed up to help you in a moment of distress or crisis and spend a minute acknowledging those moments and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. 
leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm welcoming you back from your release. (laughs) And I am still here with Maggie Engel. And um, before the break, we were discussing how angels showed up in your life, how they've shown up in my life, and how people can start to expand on that relationship with the angels. And I think you said something to the effect of, and we have a lot of help. And I have a little story I'd like to share around that. And you can confirm or deny this experience. Uh, as I was getting to know my angels and guides, uh, when I was first moving into it, uh, there were about five or six that were apparent and active at any particular time. And there were some that would rotate out and there were some that would always stay. And I can remember this one morning, I was like, so how many of you are there? And like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, how many of you are there? How many is like in my contingent? I know, you know, I leave an angel or two here or there as I'm I'm going along these places that you're taking me now that I'm asking you which way to go. Um, and so how many do I have at my disposal? How many can I leave, right? And they're like, oh, well, we don't want to overwhelm you. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm not that easily overwhelmed. Just mm-hmm. just show me. Just give me a peek. How many are there actually? And they're like, okay, well, we'll show you the whole, the whole contingent because you've got this core group and kind of a medium group. And then you've got like this vast uh, contingent that you have under your direction. I'm like, wow, okay, under my direction. Interesting. And 
I'm like, okay, so show me. And they did. They showed me. And it was this sea, absolute sea of angelic beings. And I'm like, what I am. (laughs) I, I was a little stunned by that. But I don't think I'm exceptional in that regard. And so when I go past accidents and stuff now, I don't leave like two or three. It's like as many as is required. Lots, lots and lots. We leave lots of angels. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I think that there, we can't even begin to fathom how many angels we have at our, at our beck and call to assist us and anything that we call on when we, you know, I'm constantly also calling on the angels when I hear sirens or I pass something that looks like it needs help, or I see a person who's homeless or in need or, you know, or, or, or the list goes on and on. Yeah. And there, there is no can, limit. It's unlimited. Yes. Can I pause you? Absolutely. I, I want to go back to the person in need on the mm-hmm. corner, right? Because yes. you hear about people who legitimately stand on the corner and need assistance. And then you hear about people who are scamming on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not that they don't need assistance, but they maybe need different assistance. And I love muscle testing to see if I should open my wallet or not. Is this someone I should open my wallet for? And so if you arrive at one of these corners and you're torn, should I give something? Should I not give something? I muscle test. Is it optimal for me to provide money to this person? Yeah, and that's beautiful. And the beautiful thing about it is there's no limit to asking for angelic help for anyone. You know, the the unconditional love that exists, that person who quote unquote is is does not need money or scamming, you know, they obviously there is something they have need also. (laughs) It's just a different need. (laughs) It's a different need. And so calling in the angels for for those people as well. I mean, we we that is our one of our sacred soul mission is people who are aware of this energy is calling on this energy for mother earth for each other for ourselves for anything and anyone that we see a need for an animal for plants you know for 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 the government for yeah for the institutions like we we have so much power that we have not accessed by all of this help that's available to us and it with with this knowledge it's almost our responsibility to use it to use it for the 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 unconditional love that it is you know there's there's pure unconditional love available to all of us and to everything that we see in every moment exactly i i spend a lot of time sending unconditional love into like the situations that arrive on the newscast my dad is one of these people who's like plugged into the 24-hour news cycle and it's like (laughs) and so i've learned to counteract that by just sending love to all of it whether it's a political thing or a socioeconomic thing or whatever it is it's just all angels and love angels and love obviously it it needs to go there somehow some way angels and love (laughs) yeah yeah and i one of my favorite things to do is to call on the angels and ask them to bring whatever's in the highest good for everyone involved in the situation absolutely because it's easy to get lost in what do I want to say your own personal politics of the thing mm-hmm. and it's far better to just kind of release what my brain thinks is the solution 
mm-hmm. and just go, okay, I, I honestly don't know what's best here. I know what I would prefer, but I don't know what's best here. And so I will release my preference and just send for the highest and best of everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and spirit always always knows uh, knows better than than us as humans. Oh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and the the solution frequently doesn't look anything like anything I'd have imagined. <laughs> exactly. We typically can't even ever fathom it, and we see that in our own lives as well, over and over again. When we release attachment to the outcome and allow spirit to deliver what it is that our heart desires in the most beautiful and magical and magnificent way. And it's beautiful when you have that experience in your life over and over again to reflect on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So speaking of experience in your life to reflect on, after you had this awakening and healing and this closer integration with the angels, where did it take your work to? What, what, how are you working in the world now, Maggie? Well, it first took me to writing a book about the angels and, and it, you know, it, I'd never, ever, ever considered of being an author or um, writing in any way. Um, They really helped to open up my creative channel. I, you know, I'd never fancied myself a creative person, but working with the angels and and moving through this healing process really opened up um, my creative channel and my heart. And, you know, I wrote a book, I ended up, um, you know, developing so many beautiful connections, diving deeper into my astrological work. And, and really, um, I came across a beautiful astrologer named Christopher Wateki. I ended up going to a retreat of his, I'd been following him for some years, I think I've been following Christopher now for gosh, maybe six years. And I um, I studied his astrological system, which is called the step system, and it uses the degrees. Um, and it it's it's kind of a blend of astrology and numerology. You know, oh, each- I like that. I'm a yeah. numerologist myself. <laughs> yeah. So each number has a specific astrological energy associated with it, you know, so zero is, um, is the energy of Pluto or boundaries or Scorpio, you know, and it goes up through, through the 11 steps. And then they repeat as you go up through the 30 degrees of the astrological, you know, each astrological sign has 30 degrees associated with it. So, um, it's a really beautiful system that dials in the energy of astrology because it's so vast and so big. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this his system, I since working with it, you know, very heavily over the last five years, I've I it really has dialed in um, my understanding of astrology to to a greater level and my ability to deliver it um, to my clients in a way that's really meaningful and resonant for them. Yeah, helpful. I I have a number of friends who are astrologers and some of them are much more able to make it accessible than others. <laughs> it's like, okay, so Uranus is square Saturn. That's nice. What does this mean in my life? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's such a big energy and we're in such a big energetic time to being being able to really um, bring the energy into focus and deliver it in a way that's very helpful is really important. And so I find that using this system helps me. So, you know, my astrological work has expanded. Um, I I do personal um, private retreats. Um, I'm also working on a um, a group retreat with 
three other absolutely amazing, phenomenal, beautiful women. Yes. Um, Do tell what's the topic of the retreat. (laughs) So this is a journey of the heart and it's, um, it's in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, in the mountains of Mexico, um, next spring equinox. We have the spring equinox at the same time as we have a zero degree Aries new moon, a very Mm. rare occurrence to have those two energies. And what is a zero degree Aries new moon. What does that mean in the context of my life, Maggie Engel? <laughs> so so the spring equinox is when the sun is at zero degrees Aries. Right. And so it, we we haven't had a new moon on the equinox point um, since 2004. And this rarely happens. So it's a very, it's, it's, it is the beginning of the astrological new year. It's the beginning of everything. Ah, Mm -hmm. so it's a fresh start. Totally fresh start. So this is a beautiful transformational experience that we're in healing, deeply healing for these women that we're taking them through. And it really is about bringing them to their heart what their pure vibrational essence is, helping them to heal what they need to heal to step into the fullness of the love that they are. I love that. So if someone goes to your Facebook page, they can hear more about that as everything firms up on that. Absolutely. absolutely. Beautiful. And I know you brought a gift with you and we've got about a minute to discuss what that free gift is. Well, on my on my YouTube page, I have um, my sacred ceremonies that I perform for each new moon and full moon. Oh, nice. And so it's a great way to get to know me. I go over the um, the astrological energies of each of these new and full moons. And then I do an angel ceremony to help ground in the angelic energies and help to really bring in more of these frequencies of heaven on earth and more than bring in open our channel to the frequencies that exist here now um, that are available to us. That is beautiful. I love that. (laughs) And so if you go out to SovereignSelf.media, I have all of Maggie's wonderful uh, contact information up there. You can find her, her, the link to her free gift. You can find how to reach out to her. All of that wonderfulness is there. Thank you so much for joining us today, Maggie. It has been such a pleasure to have you here with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me here, Sophia. It has been so much fun. It's like play. I really, really enjoyed being with you. That's the best kind of work, the stuff Mm -hmm. that feels like play. I love that. (laughs) And I love that all of you joined us today. I do this show for you. And I love to hear from my listeners. You can reach out at AskZofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And let me know what you're enjoying about the show, uh, what you'd like to see on the show. I welcome all kinds of comments, suggestions, and what have you. And I love to hear what you think. So please shoot me a line. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.